Hello, welcome to my podcast. I'm your host, Medusa Austin. I'm here to give you a general reading for today. Keep in mind, this is a general reading, so it may or may not resonate with you. If it does, awesome. If it doesn't, and if you're still in need for some answers, right, uh, for your questions that you have, the best advice I can give you is to learn uh, and study tarot on your own because no one knows you better than you, right? This is also timeless. I can be pulling energy from the past, present, or future. So if you're still interested to see what the energy has in store for us today, then definitely stay tuned. All right, so upon shuffling my cards and getting my space prepared for this podcast, I immediately felt like I was going to either pass out or throw up. All right. Um, I figured that maybe it has something to do with like sugar levels, but when I was shuffling my astrology um, de- deck, uh, water came out. So maybe someone just needs some water. Maybe someone's a little high- dehydrated or something like that and is feeling pretty lightheaded. So, you know, yeah. So on this session of scrying, I pulled out some, I was able to get some um, images um, so what came to mind first was Gaither's Pond, okay, and this is a Christian, um, cart- computer cartoon kind of like, um, show. I remember, uh, watching this as a child, um, and it was about this guy named Carp Larry, Larry. Um, he was, and he did like a newspaper kind of thing. And, um, he, that was the first time I heard the word retract. Um, (laughs) and it was pretty much, um, I think he, uh, had some stories in a newspaper and he had to retract some of his stories because they were false. Um, and so, um, he got into a lot of trouble in regards to gossiping. Um, I remember the song, there was a frog that sung the song, um, there ain't nothing sacred, um, from in the rumor mill or something like that. But I remember the frog sitting at the, um, (laughs) at the edge of the, um, the, 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 the boardwalk. And I remember how his, his, his posture was in his mouth when he said rumor, rumor mill. And I can never get that image out of my head. But I specifically um, channeled uh, Carp Laurie. Um, so those names could be a thing or a ca- that archetype or that character um, could be someone, whether that's you or someone that you're dealing with, um, gossiping, rumor mill, um, having to retract some of the things that was said or is being said. Okay, um, I am getting, now that everything is kind of like, you know, coming together, it's starting to make sense. Um, So maybe having to protect yourself from uh, people that are, you know, gossiping or just have negative intentions for personal gains kind of thing. All right. Um, The guy who, the the actor who plays Carp Laurie is a man named Mark Laurie. So, or Lowry. All right, so these names could have significance, okay, or the show. I also channeled Siamese cats, okay, Um, and so this talks about good luck warding off evil spirits, okay. They're the descent from sacred temple cats, right? They represent um, royalty, and they have a a condition called albinism, okay. And so, um, yeah, 
uh, I also was able to channel the letter T. It came off as a letter T, but then it was it also came showed itself as a street, like a perpendicular kind of street. Okay, and so um, the number twenty uh, is is I think the letter T is the number twenty. There is the twentieth letter on the alphabet, and then um, when I looked it up, it said um, in, in Greek alphabets. Uh, said so, ta death resurrection okay i also uh channeled an elephant but particularly an elephant that has like one of those jewels on the forehead all right uh so uh it talks about strength good luck destroyer of evil okay so i feel like overall it's just more so about like uh the company that you're keeping having to protect yourself from that kind of energy at this particular time okay um when I rolled the Astro Dice, I got 12th house, uh, Neptune, and Sagittarius. Okay, so the 12th house deals with subconscious, privacy, um, past karma. Okay, so maybe having to, you know, um, uh, privatize your life so that things are not being, um, you know, brung out to, I guess, the public kind of thing. It's just coming, it's coming across as just having to become private, pulling back. Um, or not just, t or also to not talking too much about what's going on in your life at this particular time. All right. So, um, when I looked up in the ash, the astrology book, when it was talking about Neptune in the 12th house, all right. So it says those who have Neptune in the 12th house, uh, prefer to work in a quiet place that allows their creativity to flow. This placement can indicate an almost otherworldly type of person who is also very helpful to others and who is finely tuned to his or her own subconscious, all right? Because this is, okay, so because this is Neptune's home house, it, it, I'm sorry, Neptune's home house, Neptune's home house, and it's very happy here. This placement can be a strong source of wisdom. These people are highly intuitive and might be in touch with the collective mind, which could be thought of as a cool, as a pool of ideas we're all plugged into. If Neptune is well aspected, those with this placement also might be artistic, musical, or poetic, and could have a strong talent for psychology, psychic abilities, or healing. Their search for an inner spiritual path is important, and until they find it, their lives can be in a fog or isolated. Hmm. Their strong ability to absorb other people's feelings and energies make it difficult for them to be around negative people. All right. I, you can tell I did not read this prior because I was struggling to the max. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, okay, let me see. Uh, okay, let's see what's going on here. So Neptune and Sagittarius natives often feel a need for greater religious and philosophical values and might revise exiting laws or ways of thinking to reflect that need. They are more realistic in their worldview than the baby boomers and the folk and focus their dreams on human dignity. Neptune and Sagittarius is prophetically inspired. All right. So, um, yeah. So I was just trying to see if I can find any kind of, like, find any information in regards to that. But, yeah, I do feel like in regards to this reading, it's just more so talking about having to perfect, uh, not perfect, <laughs> protect 
um, your energy, okay, and the people that, you know, you're dealing with, okay, because either you, people are easily um, uh, liking to your energy, right, or um, you're soaking in their energy, so take it however it resonate, you know, um, yeah, this makes sense, okay, now we're getting somewhere, uh, let's see here, I'm feeling a lot better, I'm feeling a lot better, I'm not as um, nauseous. So we have Aquarius here, so originality, uh, philanthropy, and progressive imaginings, okay? We also have second house, okay? So uh, physical security, possessions, material values, and self-worth, all right? We also have south node, destined to release, okay? And then we have... Um, Eighth house, uh, transformation, karma, facing fears, and legacies, right? And at the bottom of the deck, we have Jupiter. Okay, grow and expand. One second. All right, sorry about that. That was my assistant, a.k.a. my oldest kid, um, uh, letting me know about something. Okay, so, um, yeah, while I was handling what I was handling, um, I did get a sense of like just having to, okay, f for some, it could be a pregnancy of some sort. So like we have a saying in my family that like the person that annoys you the most, your kid ends up looking like. So, um, <laughs> that's a little superstition that we have. And so like, um, we can get pretty, uh, pretty, um, um, like, just ridiculous when it comes down to that, like, the people we keep around while we're, like, you know, pregnant and stuff, because we just don't want the baby to, like, you know, bring it, bring on their characteristics, or, you know, look like the person, um, or, you know, um, <laughs> or talk, if it's, like, also too gossip and talking about the person, because we don't want the person to look like the baby, that's just something that, you know, we, we say in our family, and that's something that, you know, <laughs> That's a little superstition. So it, it, it could be, you know, having to just um, protect your energy, uh, you know, speaking of today's times, you know, having to, you know, like isolate yourself, like being mindful ab about the people or, uh, or being cautious about like the people that you surround yourself with or you engage with because of, you know, what's happening um, right now. So this all makes sense. All right. Um, so let's see. Oh, my goodness. Here we have here. All right, so we have a wall here, all right? We're at the liter Literary Witches Oracle deck, all right? We have wall and we have boar. Okay, I'm just getting this energy of really just being careful about who you allow into your personal space here, right? Um, at the bottom of the deck here, we have tree. All right, let's see. I feel like it's, it's, it's this energy of, yeah, I feel like it's protecting yourself. Um... Yeah, I'm really, I'm just getting a strong energy of really just having to protect yourself, protect your energy, protect your space, your sacred space, okay, um, protecting some kind of, if it's not a baby of some sort, right, um, it's just this energy of um, just being really careful who you let into your sacred space, all right, um, what else am I getting here, okay, yeah, it's like, uh, uh, boundaries, right? Building walls, boundaries. Um, let me see. Uh, what else? I feel like with this tree though, 
feel like with this tree, it's this energy of, um, uh, to me, it's coming across as sacred, really sacred, but it's also this energy of like, of, of building it's cause I'm, I'm looking at the tree and it's giving me this energy of reaching out. So having to, it's like reaching out, uh, reaching up, growing, growth, expansion, expanding, deep roots, um, I feel like, you know, because when I think about a tree, it's like um, a lot of people come towards this tree for either nutrients or as a safe haven for home, for protection from the sun or from the rain. Um, this, this tree is really strong. So it could be a grandmother figure of some sort, or you could be that figure where people just, you know, they feel really comfortable with coming to, to you for help and for guidance, for, 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 for comfort okay, for rest, you know, sometimes people fall asleep underneath a tree, um, for shelter, uh, for, you know, for cooking, right, <laughs> um, because trees bear fruits, um, I feel like, is it just someone who's just really a person of many hats of some sort, um, but I feel like when it comes down to this, is this energy of, of allowing people in that can only help to keep uh, something sustainable or keep you, yourself sustainable, right? So giving your energy to people who are able to reciprocate that energy and it's like, um, it's this energy of replenishing, right? So so that you're not feeling depleted or malnourished, right? So you're not feeling uh, faint or, you know... Um, just feeling as if like people are just taking from you and you're not getting anything back out of these experiences or exchanges. Okay. Um, is what I'm getting here. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I'm getting here with that. All right. Um, we'll get an archetype. Let's see. Yeah, I feel like there is um, there is some kind of figure here with this boar here. Um, I do feel like with the boar, like, I remember, what was, I think it was a show called um, Andrew Something Eats Anyth or Anything or something like that. But I used to watch it when I was pregnant, and I also used to watch it when I was going through my vegan phase. Um... I used to watch it so that I, I, I don't know for, I don't know, but Andrew Jackson eats anything or something like that. And they caught a boar and the boar was just so, it was just out of control. <laughs> I mean, I get it. It was fighting for its life, but oh my God, like the squealing, it was just really just wild. Um, and it was just like, it was like, it was like a lot of aggression, right? So, um, this board could be you or it could be a representation of someone in your life here. That's just causing a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot, uh, in your life. And there's this need to kind of like create a boundary. So this person doesn't run amok. 
you know, um, it's, or also too, I'm getting this energy of containing, right? So in order to cage the boar in, so it doesn't run off, right? It's having to, um, build a wall around it to contain it. So for some, it's keeping something out and then it's for some, it's keeping something in. Okay. And maybe if this is a representation of keeping something in, it's having to hold back your anger, right? So having, it's like not being able to like, it's like really being mindful of not lashing out on people or getting upset with people because of how they're treating you or how you feel like you're being used in some way or you're not being able to be free, which is really interesting because I had a four hour conversation with a friend of mine and, um, uh, I was, uh, we were talking about just like, we were reflecting on, um, things that kind of like, a, uh, things that kind of sparked from the, a con the conversation of us, uh, exploring our North nodes. Um, and so, um, yeah, I do feel like there is this need for something to be break free and to be able to move out and express oneself, right? Um, want to find oneself, right? Because the second house talks about self-esteem, right? Being able to, uh, yes, yeah, self-worth, right? Um, wanting to go out and to, to do their own thing and find their own thing, something that is theirs, right? Um, with this eighth house, um, it also talks about like, uh, joint research resources, you know, sex, death, rebirth. So this could be this also this feeling of, um, maybe like dealing with someone else, right? So this could be a relationship of some sort where like you, or like a, a thing where like you have, um, maybe you're living with someone or, um, and you wanted to kind of like move out, right? But there's these joint resources or obligations that kind of tie you to someone. And so you kind of feel caged, right? You kind of feel like you're not able to just go out and just be free, right? These joint resources could also be like assets of some sort, right? But also to like, I'm getting a marriage as well, right? So something that keeps you, um, locked into something and keeps you from being able to break free and just be your wild true self, you know, at the bottom of the deck, we have engineer. All right. So let's see here. Um, so we have warrior as well. All right. So light attributes, strength, skill, discipline, and toughness of will, um, heroism, stoic, stoicism, and self-sacrifice in conquering the ego. Wow. Okay. So shadow attributes, trading ethical principles for victory at any cost, indifference to the suffering inflicted on others. Okay. This is really interesting. Hmm. This is really interesting. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is, this is, this is, okay. I feel like everything happens for a reason. So with this engineer card, you could be an air sign, which makes sense because there is an Aquarius, um, card here as well. Um, I do feel like an experience that is happening, right, and it's feeling as if, like, why is this happening to me? It's because with the self-known self energy, it's this energy of something that needs to be overcame or overcome, <laughs> and so that it can be a thing of the past kind of thing. 
um, it's more so like a, a lesson learned kind of thing, right? So I always say that we come down here as, as if it's like a school kind of thing, and we come down here to learn, to build knowledge, wisdom, and understanding through the experiences we experience, right? And so there is this lesson here to, um, in a lot of ways, it's, it's understanding that this is, this is the role you've come down here to play, right? And it's also, too, this, this energy of understanding that, uh, it's like learning how to play your role accordingly, right? Um, learning to be within that middle point. So instead of it, instead of us thinking about it from the, um, aspect of, or perspective of, um, like people are just using you and all that stuff like that. It's, it's being in that middle point so that it's more of a he healthy, cohesive balance, right? So you're able to be of service to people, right? Because I'm getting six of pentacles energy of being of service to people, lending your knowledge or, or your expertise, you know, your wealth, your, your assistance to people, right? But also too, um, it's, it's not oversharing or not overdoing, right? Um, but also not shying away from the uh, things that you need to get done, right? So handling your responsibilities in regards to just being of service, right? I'm just getting this energy of Jesus Christ kind of energy, right? Um, Jesus knew that he had his, his, his end goal was to um, sacrifice himself, right? Um, for the sake of humanity. And so in this case is coming across as, uh, as a role being played for the sake of, you know, others or, or the sake of humanity is being of service, right? Um, but understanding that and moving forward with that, um, in mind, but also ha coming once again from a more balanced, healthy perspective, right? So not overdoing, only giving what you can, when you can, and, um, and understanding that in certain, in some way, shape or form, you're getting, you're getting the experience that you need in order for you to evolve. You know what I'm saying? In, in order for you to receive the enlightenment or the consciousness expansion that you need. Okay. Um, through these connections. Okay. Um, so yeah, with the engineer here. Right, we have ability to create, to create, wait, ability to give creative energy a practical expression, talent for designing resolutions to common dilemmas, okay? Shadow attribute is reliance on, this word always just, okay, so mechanistic solutions without regard for emotional consequences, Okay, so, um, yeah, I, I do feel like these encounters, dealing with people, it's all about the um, experience, right? And it's the growth comes within these experiences, right? It's not saying that you need to, you know, throw yourself at everybody. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my goodness. What the heck? Uh, there's a card here underneath this. Uh, so we have judge here, nature, okay, prostitute what the heck? And as soon as I said, not, not saying to throw yourself, the card prostitute came to mind. I'm really curious. So I'm going to read it. So light attribute. All right. So accentuates the challenge of surviving without negotiating the power of your spirit. All right. Shadow attributes placing places, material considerations and security above self empowerment. Hmm. 
Okay, wow. It says without negotiating the power of your spirit. Okay, so I do, yeah, it's like, it's, it's definitely giving me energy of being of service to others. I really want to look at that. Okay, hang on. So we have judge here, light attributes, balance and justice and compassion, managing the fair distribution of power. Okay, shadow attributes, offering only destructive criticism, misusing business, legal, or criminal authority. Hmm. We also have child here, child nature, light attributes, friendships with animals, communication with nature spirits. All right, shadow attribute, tendency to abuse animals, people, and the environment. Okay, wow. So this is, it's, just, it's coming across as really just, okay, so I feel like when it comes down to this, you have a huge, okay, underneath that, we have Messiah. Okay, so light attribute, serving humanity with humility. Okay, now it's all making sense. Shadow attribute, um, exaggerated belief that you are the only means through which a cause can succeed. Okay, yes. So I feel like in regards to all of this, right, it's understanding that, once again, it's coming across as like this Jesus kind of thing, you know, and it's, this, it's really just this energy of being of service to people, right, but there, there's, there needs to be a balance here. Okay. Oh, wow. And the card just came out. All right. So the prostitute. So the prostitute archetype engages lessons in the sale of negotiation of one's integrity or spirit due to fears of physical survival or for financial gain. We prostitute ourselves when we sell our bodies or minds for money or when we compromise our morals and ethics for financial gain. That may include remaining in a marriage or job that endangers our self-respect for reasons of financial security. The prostitute activates the aspects of the unconscious that are related to seduction and control that render you as capable of buying a controlling interest in another person as you are of selling your own power. Once you become aware of its presence within you, the prostitute encircles you with a strong vibrational field that says not for sale. The core learning of the prostitute is that self-esteem and self-respect make you impervious to selling out. In identifying this archetype, ask yourself, have I ever sold out to people or, or, or organizations that I didn't truly believe in? Have I ever remained in a situation that offered me financial protection because of a desire for financial security? Have I ever put another person in the position of compromising him or herself in order to gain power over that individual? From another perspective, have I ever offered to help another who was weakened by his or her prostitute archetype? Do I judge, judge others because they continually compromise themselves? And from yet another perspective, have I ever felt myself being pulled into a circumstance that would require me to sell out my ethics, but then found myself strong enough to say no? Okay. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. Hang on a sec. What the heck? There's more. Let me see if I can find. Okay. That's really interesting. We have some more. 
okay, so give me a second. So engage, so the prostitute engages lessons in the cell or negotiation of your integrity of, or spirit based on fears of physical or material survival or for financial gain. Activates aspects of the unconscious related to seduction and control. Should also be understood as the selling or selling out of talents, ideas, and any other expression of the self. Uh, core learning relates to the need to birth and refine self-esteem and self-respect. All right, so shadow prostitute um, assesses all transactions only in terms of how they will profit you, not what they will cost you spiritually. All right. All right. Wow. Okay. So pretty much what I'm getting here is like, these encounters of some sort, obviously, it, it shouldn't come from, uh, from you having to compromise, you know, your, your ethics or your beliefs, you know, um, but it's this energy of how, how you're helping others or how you're being of service to others um, and the intent behind it, right? Um, I feel like... It, for, it's really just being within that middle point, which we talked about earlier. That's really interesting. Hmm. Not using others and then not being used. So having to be within that middle point. It's the embodiment of the Six of Pentacles is pretty much what I'm getting here. There's a, there's this need for balance here. All right. So we have the five of swords. Okay. Five of swords to me is usually, uh, the ego card, the pride card, the, 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 the person we become or we, uh, the role that we, uh, portray in order to deal with um, other, other people, right? For some, if it's low vibing, there's this need to kind of one up a person, outshine a person, uh, you know, um, beat the person, right? I'm getting beat them at their own game kind of thing. Um, I do get this feeling of, um, like, uh, wanting up someone, I usually get this with this car, like having to one up someone, outsmart someone, you know, um, but I, I yes, it's, w what's coming to me once again with the six of pentacles is like when we're having these encounters or these interactions, right? Um, it's, we usually have the upper hand within these situations, but it's not coming from a, pro uh, a place of ego. It's just understanding that, okay, you know, I understand that someone is coming into my, you know, into my space or, you know, we intersect paths, uh, because they're seeking or, you know, someone is seeking, um, some kind of experience with me in some sort where I am a little bit more, um, I know better is pretty much what I'm saying. Like, you know, better. Um, and so there's this feeling of when you know better, you do better. Okay. Um, and I feel like it's, it's coming across as when you having these interactions and you know better, it's not 
it's not um how do I say this? It's this it's this feeling here of taking advantage, yeah, of these experiences, right? So so the best example I can give is um if I was to have okay, so for me, I have someone that likes to usually calls, you know, we speak all the time, but they call um, whenever they have issues, you know, going on or whatever the case may be. And they usually call either it's for a shoulder to cry on or lean on or for some advice or for, you know, just comfort, right? For laughter, whatever the case may be, right? Um, I understand, you know, at, when I decide to pick up the phone that this is me being that support system. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm very much aware of that. But because I'm at an advantage when it comes down to this, because someone is coming to me for, 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 for kindness and for, for just someone to, to speak to, right? I can take advantage of this person by letting them know like, hey, like you, you're, you're this, you're lazy, you're that, you have a tendency to do this, you're that, you know what I'm saying? And it, it's not called for, you know what I'm saying? Um, because you're then acting out of hurt emotions, you're annoyed or whatever, it's just emotions, right? Um, and so it's just understanding that, okay, this person calls me for this particular reason and so therefore, you know, I have the time, I'm not really doing anything you know, I can be that support system that is needed, right? But of course, if you're busy and you've got things going on, if you've got your own stuff going on, right? Yes, then it's time to just kind of pull back and just focus on you. You know what I'm saying? I feel like there's experience in that uh, because then, you know, like when you're on the phone with customer service and then you, they, you, you deal with customer service and at the end you have like that survey or whatever to... Um, talk about their, their performance, um, in regards to helping you or whatever the case may be, right? That rating system. It's in, in a lot of ways that, right? Because these experiences act as mirrors in regards to, um, how you are then able to have the experiences with others, but also have the experience within yourself, right? So you'll find people, you know, they'll, they'll make statuses talking about how like, oh, like this, this is my best friend. They're always there for me when I need it, this and a third. And so in a lot of ways, you kind of get a sense of who you are as a person and how you've grown and how you've become this, you know, um, helper in, 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 in some way or being of assistance in some way when you have those moments or even if they're just crying and they're just like, I just really love you because you're, you're just amazing and like you're always there. You don't have to be, but you do and stuff like that. So it's being of service. You know what I'm saying? And, um, even down to with the story of Jesus, right? He didn't have to, you know, help anyone or anything like that. He could have just been about his business and moving forward, right? But along the way, he helped, you know, so many people and he was there for them. And, you know, like, even though he knew, like, what he came, like, even down to with the whole, the whole situation with Judas, right? He knew that that Thing was going to happen and he allowed it to happen because it was all part of his path. It was all part of his purpose, right? And even then, you know, he was still kind enough 
to, you know, send Judas on his way. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so it's that kind of feeling, right? It's, it's this feeling of like, just being who you're, you're meant to be regardless, because that's your purpose. Right. But also to, you know, being who you are, you know, all the time, right. Even if it means like, on, on both sides, right? So being, building that, keeping those boundaries, right? But also just being open and receptive to, you know, these experiences, you know what I'm saying? And so I feel like once you find that middle point, there, there's no need to kind of fight against these experiences because they're going to happen regardless because that's what you came down here to experience, right? Um, is what I'm getting here. Uh, and so, um, yeah, it, that's pretty much what I'm getting here with that. So, yeah, so let's see here. Um, we have the Four of Cups here, and they have, we have the Empress, yeah. So I feel like, once again, with this Empress card, it's just being this energy of, it's like, to me, I'm getting the embodiment of Mother Nature, right? So imagine, like, being nature, right? And you have all these people just doing the things that they're doing, right? you know, you would think that mother nature would, you know, um, wake up and just kind of shake all the humans off of this planet. Right. Cause it's like, oh my God, you're just doing too, like, you're just, you're just causing so much damage. Right. Um, but these experiences are, are what, are what is needed in order for humanity to evolve and to grow as a, a humanity. Right. Um, and so it's having to be that, uh, that's that person or that platform or that space so that people can develop and mature and grow and you just offering that opportunity for these experiences to happen. Right. Um, I do feel here there's this need to kind of want to fight that energy with the five of swords here. Right. It's this energy of, I don't want to, I don't want people constantly coming to me and using me, right? If we think about the tree, right? I'm tired, I'm getting annoyed with this, but it's like the more we fight against it, the more we, uh, you know, kind of like um, find ourselves in, in situations where we're not uh, conducting from a, uh, a balanced or um, a enlightened or, or, or spiritual, uh, space. Okay. Um, is pretty much what I'm getting here. So we're not acting, I guess Christians will say holy or, um, pure or righteous, right? So we're not acting out of a righteous space, right? Um, when we think, when I think about those, uh, the, you know, the monks and all that stuff like that, they put themselves through these experiences for a purpose, right? They don't have to, but they choose to, right? You don't have to, you know, you can, it's a choice. You can choose to live righteously, uh, according to your purpose, right? Or, or not, right? But for some, it's this energy of fighting against something and it's just going to create conflict anyways, or just conflict in regards to the experiences you encounter. And so it's this energy of either you're dealing with people and they're just hard to deal with, or people might feel like you're hard to deal with, right? Because you're fighting against, uh, the natural, part of yourself that just came down here to act as like, um, a, uh, a, a mother of some sort, right. Um, a healer of some sort, a, um, a teacher, right. Um, is pretty much what I'm getting here. Um, I, and for some is also too, like, like a guide, right. 
I feel like with this Empress card, is just definitely this energy of understanding and compassion. We talked about those two words earlier, okay? Um, and, um, but also, too, understanding that you are your own person. So don't just throw yourself, right? Don't prostitute yourself to, you know, these people. It's just more so understanding that, you know, you, for, for some people, like people, some people, like you have what some people need, you know, and so it's being generous in that way, but not overly generous to the point where you're depleted, right? Or being, or being used, you know what I'm saying? So there needs to be a balance, okay? The challenge here is the page of swords, okay? I do feel like it's also to this energy of being, um, maybe like the mouth, right? So maybe even gossiping, right? Or just like, with that bore energy, like whenever you're frustrated or angry, right? It's, it's, it's things that you're saying, right? Because we don't necessarily really know why these encounters keep happening or why these people keep flocking towards you or, you know, why these experiences keep happening. And so with this page of source, it is this energy of like, um, you know, uh, just not knowing what to do, right? Uh, so there's a level of frustration here. Um, it could be a, a attitude, right? So we, d they talk about that energy of aggression as well. Okay. Um, anger, right? Uh, I think in the, um, what was it? I forgot what it's called, but I'm, I'm trying to, one sec, I'm trying to see if I have the book here. Okay, so yeah, the Orisha Tarot deck, I mean the book, it talks about the Page of Swords as someone who is like a record keeper of some sort, right? So they're able to retain a lot of information, um, and they're able to relay things um, in regards to experiences that happen, and so what do you do with all that information that's retained, right? Do we then like use that to gossip about other people, so talk about other people when they, you know was vulnerable in those moments and wanted to confide in you and, you know, tell you about what they went through? Do you go and then tell it to other people in a, from a, a judgment standpoint, right? Um, do you take that information that's given to you, to you and then like, uh, switch it and, you know, manipulate it to utilize it to kind of like fire back at them whenever you're angry, right? Um, it's that energy, you know, acting as a challenge, right? And so we overcome this with the King of Wands. Definitely this energy of leadership role here, right? So it makes, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense now in regards to like you just being, having the upper hand, but not from the place of ego, but just understanding that people just look towards you for guidance of some sort or for help for, in, in, in regards to, um, um, a situation of some sort, you know, the king of wands is someone who is a leader of a tribe, you know, someone who's a protective energy, right? So once again, going back to that tree, um, card, right? Someone who's really reliant and someone that people just comes to for, for, um, guidance or solace. I don't know if that's the right word, but just for protection, guidance, um, for shelter, you know, um, it's, it's, it's this energy of being a leader of a tribe of some sort, a leader of, you know, of some kind. All right. And so it's having, it's this energy of with great power comes great responsibility, right? So the foundation here, we have the wheel of fortune. All right. Temperance. Yes, for sure. For sure. All right. Queen of wands. Okay. 
All right, and then um, the hierophant. Okay, once again, it's this the emotions that's coming to mind. Okay, so there's this need to kind of temper the emotions. Okay, because with this hierophant here, I'm definitely getting this energy of reaching your fullest potential, right? Reaching your highest self, right? Reaching your purpose or your destiny here with the Wheel of Fortune, okay? And so there's this need to kind of balance here. We have the masculine energy and the feminine energy presenting itself with this empress. I do get this feeling of really needing to work on the emotions. That's what's needing to be balanced so that th these exchanges can come from a more balanced place. When we're highly emotional, you know, we can then uh, kind of project those um, you know, just unhealthy emotions onto other people or uh, act in certain ways or behave in certain ways that can kind of, it's like if the person will find out, they kind of, it will hurt the person's feelings. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so it's this energy of really having to find that balance here, especially with the temperance. Okay. Um, uh, balancing the, the emotions so that, you know, the actions, you know, on physical, on, you know, on your day-to-day -day activity in life, uh, can be more harmonious and, um, um, and I don't know the word gener generous is coming to mind as well. Um, I do feel like it's this energy of fighting against the tide. And so it's this energy to kind of just, you know, go with the flow, right? Um, so you're not, you know, uh, fighting, it's like just spending your, a lot of your time just fighting against your purpose, right? I feel like it just exerts just a lot of energy, right? Um, and there's this feeling here of, of, of feeling like your life is unfair with this Four of Cups. And so um, it's, it's this energy of once you wake up and realize that, you know, this is, you know, this is part of the purpose, this is part of the education, right? Um, then it's, I know it's education, but anyways, but it's part of the school of life, right? It's part of the curriculum. Then there's this need to kind of, there's this, this, it's like the wall kind of comes down a little bit and there's this feeling of, of the body relaxing. Um, it's no longer tense or fighting against it, right? Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what I'm getting here with that. Um, and it's also too, um, just taking pride in your title, right? Um, it, it's this energy of like, when you see like a person at a soup kitchen and they're, you know, just taking pride in the, the role that they play, right? Um, what came to mind was when Bobby Hammett was talking about how like, you know, when black women, you see black women like cooking and, and like, you know, at, they're like the lunch lady or, you know, just cooking at a soup kitchen or something like that. And they think that they own the, you know, the, the place or whatever. Right. But it's so true because my grandmother gets that way too. Um, I, I rem like whenever she was like, she doesn't even have to be in charge of something, but she just have it in her to, you know, just go in there and just take over. Right. And just run the show. Right. It's just part of her. And it's not even And speaking of that, shout out to my grandmother. Um, I call her my granny, but she just, that's another, that's another thing, you know, um, a lot of people just get so annoyed or just like, they, they don't understand why everyone just flocks to her. Like living it with my granny growing up, everyone went to my granny's house, everybody. And even when she tells me stories about when she was younger, she was just always taking care of her siblings, right? She always had a stroller somewhere. She always had kids tucked underneath her arm, you know, like, or just, you know, 
around her. And so it, that's always been a part of her life. Even now, you know, while she's in her 70s and she is like still like kids, you know, she's babysitting kids. She's babysitting my cousin's kids right now. <laughs> and like people always say like, you know, like she, but I understand because that's a part of her. That's a part of, she, she was able to recognize that this is who she is. And although it gets tiring sometimes, you know, she's always there. She's so reliant in that way that anyone can, they, they just know that they can rely on her. They can depend on her. And, and that is a very noble, a very honorable, respectable thing. And I will never, ever, ever, um, you know, think negatively about my granny and not just because she's my granny, you know what I say? But because like how much she, how much she's done for my family or just people in my neighborhood growing up, like she's just had such a huge heart. Right. But she will tell, she, she will discipline you, you know, she will discipline. Even if it, you're not family, she's going to let you know when you do something wrong. Right. You, she does not play, but she's very, her heart is just so, um, just so, you know, amazing. And it's very, um, admirable, you know, and no matter what I, I can, no, no matter what people say or think, I can never think of my granny in any kind of way other than absolutely positively beautiful, you know? Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's that feeling right in the end. It's like, you know, that she was, she served her purpose here, you know, and she left her mark in that way. So many people have so many stories about, be, you know, growing up with her or, you know, like in her being in her care, you know, like so many people was able to connect, you know, I have cousins that from, from places that I don't even, I wasn't even aware of, but we've had interactions because they came to my granny's house. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have like, we we're my family are so connected and so, you know, um, close in a lot of ways because we've had these interactions at my granny's place. Right. And so, um, she's just very loved, you know what I'm saying? And so it's that kind of energy, right? It's just, you know, it's, yeah, it's legendary status. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm getting here. So in the past here, we have page of pentacles here. And then we have the justice. All right, let's get one more. Eight of wands. So I do feel like in a lot of ways with this eight of wands energy, right? It's this energy of a shift that takes place that causes us, a shift that takes place within the physical and within our physical reality by ways of encounters of people or it's like a, an awakening that is sparked by an experience, right? So for some, it could be, you know, a breakup that, that sparks a, a change of, of scenery or a change of environment or a change of awareness in regards to what's happening, right? And there's this need to kind of like study your surroundings and take in your surroundings for what it truly is. And I feel like the surroundings in a lot of ways with this justice card can act as like self-discovery, right? So it's this energy of real, of, of rediscovering oneself, right? So resurrection of some sort with that, with that scrying, um, what was it? Was it, um, with the T card? Yeah. With that T card, right? Which is interesting because the, the T, I think it's Ta in the rune deck does, deals with a uh, law and justice and balance or whatever the case may be. Anyways, so 
yeah, it's this energy of, of really just waking up into to a more spiritual, divine kind of intake, right? And it's just like, it's call, it's pulling you towards, you know, a path, right? So we have at the bottom of the deck, the tower. So something that could have shaken up your reality and it caused you to kind of like go inward and reflect, you know, outwardly as well. So inwardly and outwardly, uh, reflecting on your, 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 your surroundings, but also just on your past and just really just asking yourself, like, what is this all about? Like, why, why did this happen to me? Like when we talk about the, the tower card, when the dust clears and, you know, the remnants is, you know, the rubble and everything, it crumbles, right? It's this energy of really just taking in like things for what it truly is, right? was this marriage really truly the marriage that I wanted, right? Or this relationship or this friendship, right? Um, it's really just, just seeing things with clearer vision, you know what I'm saying? Um, or the vision of clarity, right? And you're just taking it all in and it's just like, oh, it's like that, uh, that movie, They Live, right? Um, I don't know what happened to the guy, but he stumbled across these glasses and then the glasses was able, allowed him to see uh, his reality for what it truly was, right? And, you know, if you've seen the movie, you know that a lot, he realized that a lot of things dealt with um, mind control in regards to subliminal messaging um, that's what was being um, projected on the masses to keep them, like, you know, acting a certain way or doing certain things, right? And then he also realized that a lot of people that he was encountering or like dress as humans were not humans at all right but they were like aliens right so in a sense it's like he kind of woke up right he became aware right it might not be to you that degree in regards to just your personal life but it could just be along the lines of okay things are not what they what i thought they were right it's just waking up to an waking up from an illusion right living a certain way for a really long time and then just waking up and just realizing like oh my gosh like you know it's like the truman show as well like you wake up and it's like, wait, hang on a second. What is, what is going on here? And there's this need to kind of like dissect it and analyze it and take it all in and just really just also to accept it, right? So we realize that, okay, maybe I'm supposed, this is what I'm here to be of service to people. So it's accepting that aspect of self and just, you know, moving on with that purpose here, right? Being guided with the eight of wands um, to your calling in a sense, right? Um, is pretty much what I'm getting here. All right. But I do feel like there could, there could be some resistance here as well. All right. So in the heart space, we have the fool. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like within the heart space is saying like, uh, don't resist, move on, move forward, right? Um, move forward towards your calling. Okay. So if this is like being of service to humanity, then, you know, then exploring that and, um, not saying like, oh, okay, fine, whatever, I'll, I guess I'll do it. No, but just being open to it, you know, being open and receptive to it. Okay, we have the three of wands as well. Okay, so definitely is, is this energy of creation of some sort, right? Um, looking towards the future and really just, uh, for some it could be planning, but it's, it's seeing the future in a different, in a different light, right? Um, so... Now it's like you have the tools that you need, you know exactly what it takes to go out into the world. And so it's this energy of preparing yourself for that, right? If you don't have the tools, then get the tools. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it's this energy of preparation for some, planning for some, 
um, and it's this this energy of just getting yourself in gear to take on the world, to take on the path of your purpose, right? Um, is what I'm getting here as well. We also have the Nine of Pentacles. Yeah, I do feel like this is more, once again, it's like once you're no longer fighting against the tide, it's this energy of, of, of smooth sailing in, in, in a lot of ways, right? So it's like, it's this energy where you, you see people when they say like, when I'm of service to people, you know, I'm of service to myself. I'm more happier when I'm, you know, helping others, right? Like my granny, in, in a lot of ways, she feels like she's fulfilling her purpose when she's able to, you know, be the one that people can come to for help and, you know, for, for you know, assistance or, you know, that's the same thing. But you know what I mean, right? Um, there is genuine happiness here, personal happiness. And it's also, too, for some, it could be um, uh, a, a job of some sort, right? So, you know, um, a healer, a teacher, uh, a babysitter, um, you know, a counselor, you know what I'm saying? But also to understanding, right, we need to practice the act of middle point and balance, right, so that uh, those scales are not tipping and, you know, you're in a healthy space, space. you know what I'm saying? Um, we also have here the sun, yeah. I definitely get this energy of just once again, once we're no longer fighting against the tide, you know, we're able to, to be pulled where we're supposed to be pulled. And there's a feeling of relaxation here is definitely what I'm getting here with this, uh, this feeling of really just taking in this journey and, uh, reaping the success from it. Right. But just the, the, uh, expansion in regards to enlightenment and consciousness that comes with this, right. There's so much to learn, you know, when we deal with people, right. Uh, you have people that are, you know, in the shadows, you know, that just get, you know, spends a lot of their time and make a lot of money studying people, right? Studying humanity, uh, the psychology of humanity, um, in order to, you know, uh, do advertisements and, you know, for social media purposes, right? Um, and so is this energy for some is really, it's like, once again, it's, just, it's not from a malicious standpoint, right? So we was talking about that energy uh, with um, you uh, misusing people, right, for the sense of, of business, legal, or criminal uh, uh, ways, or or um, what was it um, with the prostitute? It had uh, uh, places material consideration and security above self empowerment, right? It's it's this energy of of um, what was I trying to say? I kind of blanked out there. Um, it, it's, it's this energy of, um, what was I trying to say? What the heck? I really just blinked out. Um, so, okay, we were talking about social media, right? So it's, it's not using it for your benefit or whatever the case may be, or like selling yourself, right? So a lot of people consider people who work in those kind of fields like sellouts, right? So, you know, with the guy who owns Facebook or whatever, they say that he, he sold people out, um, to, you know, whoever, in order to make money um, and disrupt the, the people's uh, privacy, right? So once again, that's another instance where a person of power, right, um, who had so much power in regards to people's privacies, in regards to, you know, people's, um, you know, uh, people were open in regards to giving out their information and their whereabouts and all that stuff like that. And it was that 
was destroyed when the person uh, did what they did in regards to selling the privacy to these corporations. And um, Mark, I think is yeah, Mark. And so there was the feeling of mistrust, right, for, the, for Mark's own personal gain, right? You would think that, okay, he did all this for what? For money, right? For money. Um, it was a business transaction, right? So in a lot of ways, he prostituted the masses out to, you know, these corporations, right? Um, and, and, and in a sense, he kind of prostituted himself. So he sold himself out, you know what I'm saying? And he sold the people out, right? And so it's that kind of energy, right? Um, and it's this feeling here of, of not doing that, you know what I'm saying, right? Um, with great power comes great responsibility, all right? And so, um, yeah. Uh, okay, so that was a heart space here. The future we have, all right, three of swords, right? There needs, there may need to be some tough conversations that you need to have with this three of swords, right? But in a lot of ways is realizing that, okay, maybe some of your actions, the way you've treated people or how you've talked to people or how you viewed yourself and therefore how you viewed people, um, is being brought to the light, but that is being brought to the life for you to see, Okay, and learn and, and release these things. There's no need to, to, to carry them. It's just going to continue to hurt you, right? But there's a realization that takes place, right? And that realization is for a purpose in regards to just gaining the clarity that you need about yourself and what, what to do, what not to do moving forward, right? Um, there also could be in regards to just, you know, people that you have dealt with right, and just needing to have that level of clarity, you don't necessarily have to speak to these people, all right, um, I never advise them, I would never advise someone to have a tough conversation with someone that has hurt them, because nine, not nine times, but a fit, there's a 50-50 chance that the person is not going to be as receptive or eager to have those conversations, or even if they did have those conversations, they're not going to be um, in that space of wanting to gain healing or clarity uh, from a pure space, right? It's more so a lot of times coming from the ego, wanting to uh, protect one's ego or protect oneself, Um and so I never really truly advise someone to have that conversation unless the converse, unless that opportunity arises. But it's just this energy of just reflecting on past experiences or interactions and taking accountability for your um in, your your indulgence or your um uh your role that you played and other people's roles and just gaining that healing that you need um from those uh painful experiences and moving, moving forward, right? So we have the hangman as well. So definitely this energy of, 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 um, reflecting is, um, is what I'm trying to say, but also gaining a, a, a broader perspective in regards to these experiences. And definitely there's, with this hangman is definitely, uh, to me always comes across as self accountability, right? Um, the role you've played, you know, how you've maneuvered through this and just understanding that certain things are no longer required, required, sorry, moving forward, right? Um, in regards to just personally, right? Um, some things need to be let go here. This is also my sacrifice card. So things that are keeping us stagnant, things that are keeping us from progressing, things that we do that hold us back, some of these things need to be let go. These could be baggages by ways of being packed in 
you know, these experiences being packed in these baggages and we're just holding on to them, right? Um, and they're acting as resistance, right? Uh, we just need to let those things go. They're no longer required moving forward, okay? So let's see, we also have the Five of Pentacles here, all right? Yeah, I do feel like these are um, uh, uh, definitely things that we need to let go. For some, and I wanted to say before, for some is having to let go the idea of running away from your purpose or running away from your calling, okay? Um, because I do feel like this is going to be a thing where if you ever seen The Matrix, I think it's two when he was in the train, I just see him running and then he's right back on the train and kind of thing, right? And so you're running away from your purpose and it's just going to come right back to you. You know what I'm saying? By ways of just having these experiences because this is what you came down here for. So you might as well just like, you know, experience it the way it's, a, it, the way it's meant to be. You know what I'm saying? Um, which is, it's, this is, it's really interesting. All right. Um, yeah, because I do feel like with this uh, Five of Pentacles, um, it's, just, it's, it's a thing where it's like it's just going to keep coming back, right? Um, the more we fight, the more it's like, yeah, I'm not going to repeat myself. All right, so Two of Pentacles. Yes, I do feel like when it comes down to this Two of Pentacles, it's this energy of really there's a, th things that are happening and it can be done right? If you're like, oh, I don't think I could do this. Trust me, I, I, you know, <laughs> for me, it's not the best, you know, when it comes down to dealing with <laughs> people, right? Um, and so, uh, before doing the whole tarot thing, I never was, I, I mean, I was, but I've gotten to the point for me where I have just been not scared, but just uncomfortable with putting myself out there in any kind of way. Um, and so, um, now that I've gotten comfortable with it, I haven't, it's, I've been doing it since December of last year. I've gotten to the point where it's, you know, I'm no longer shy, you know, not, it's, and it's not about, well, yeah, I guess it's shy. I'm no longer shy. I'm more comfortable with it to the point where I look forward to this, you know what I'm saying? And if, I was to tell myself that I would have, you know, put myself out here in this way where I'm reading tarot cards to people, you know, um, I just would have been like, ah, you know, that doesn't sound like me, you know? And so, um, not even just that, like even down to like with acting, I've never seen myself. I mean, I've always, you know, loved, uh, attention, but the attention that I was seeking was from my mom because, you know, she was gone. And so that was the attention that I really craved. But um, when I got into school and I did the whole acting thing, in a way, like, I felt home, right, once I was able to get on stage and I got over that fear, right? Like, it's like once you – before you get on stage, it's this energy of, I don't think I could do this. Am I going to remember all my lines? Am I going to remember all the dance moves? Am I going to remember my cues? Like, is there just so much? But it's like, you can do it, right? It's just like, just – you can – it's not that bad. Remembering lines, like a whole script, and then remembering dances, and then, like, remembering notes and having to sing and all that – all of that stuff, like, you would – like, before you even initially 
doing it. Like just imagine having to think overthink about all these things and how much that can kind of come across as like, oh my gosh, this is a daunting task, right? But it's achievable, right? Just one step at a time, one word or one line at a time. It's okay. With practice, you know, it, it's just this, this energy of just having to get used to it, right? Um, with this two of pentacles here, it might seem like it's a lot, but it's it can be manageable with, you know, time, you know, uh, planning, um, with uh, practice, you know, um, patience, and just handling one step, handling it one step at a time, okay? All right, so, um, yeah, we got the universe here, all right? I do feel like with this universe here, everything comes full circle in regards to that purpose, right? You're able to tap into your purpose is what pretty much what I'm getting here, all right? Your soul's purpose with the Six of Cups, okay? And so, um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that at there because, you know, that's a, it's a beautiful ending um, is what I'm getting here as well. Okay, so what I'm going to do is take a little break, and then I'm going to come back uh, with the advice. And I got a little treat for you guys. Um, it's not going to be uh, affirmations, but it's going to be a deck using self-care. All right? So if you're interested in that, then definitely stay tuned. All right, so we are back. We're going to be using the deck runes for modern life. All right? To get the advice moving forward. All right? Have you ever seen that movie, uh, Freedom Riders, I think? That's what's coming to mind, that, uh, the car, uh, not the car, the movie Lean On Me, um, Coach Carter, uh, what else is there? I what is that movie with Mackay Pfeiffer, or, no, I'm sorry, Michelle Pfeiffer, um, Coolio does, he did a song, it's called, I think it's called Gangster's Paradise for the um, movie. Is it called Dangerous Minds or something like that? I don't know. But let's see what we have here. All right. All right, so we're going to start off with, if I can find it. All right, so we have, okay, so we have Perthro. All right, so this rune suggests the revelation of secrets or hidden knowledge. You could soon receive information, important information, or learn something that sheds light on a situation that has frustrated or confused you. There will soon be a significant revelation of some kind, but the most likely source of the revelation will be from the intuitive wisdom already within you. Drawing this card could be a sign that you would benefit greatly from taking some time out to meditate and become more attuned to the still calm voice within that knows what is in your best interest. In addition, it could also be a warning that you are being distracted from what really matters by external or material forces. What is external can never bring you fulfillment. Within you is all the magic, mystery, excitement, and knowledge that you need for a rewarding and successful life. Okay, let's see what we have here. We also have uh, Ingwaz, Ingwaz, so Earth Sacred. 
Ingwas is linked to sexuality and fertility and is a sign of passion in a relationship or tremendous creativity in work or business. There is strong energy driving you forward and if this exciting and positive momentum continues, success is likely. This rune card is also a symbol of green shoots and being free to move forward in a new way. The old is left behind, challenges are resolved, and a new dawn breaks. You are breaking through to a new way of thinking and living, and there is no looking back. Now is a time for glorious new beginnings, and you are encouraged to seize the moment. Ingwas truly carries with it a sense of magical possibility and the promise of peace, relief, happiness, and inner growth. As long as you don't fear to hold you... Is as long as you don't allow fear to hold you back, sometimes it is not our limitations, but our ability to shine that we fear. This card is encouraging you to step forward and shine brightly. All right. We have um, Algis. Okay, so Elk Shield. So Algis is the rune card that symbolizes protective forces or the need for them to be built into your life. The elk is an animal that has impressive antlers for warning off and fighting enemies, and drawing this card suggests that you need to turn the spotlight on your own defenses so that you are kept safe from negative energy and negative people. Protect yourself by taking care of your own needs, challenging negative thoughts, and ensuring people don't take advantage of your good nature. The card also points to the importance of trusting and following your instincts. Combine an instinctive and intuitive approach to life with a resilient approach to negativity, both from others and within yourself. You have all the ingredients in place for a remarkable, for a remarkable personal growth in a fulfilling life. All right? And so, let's see. Lastly, we have Esau. All right, so ice frozen. So this card is associated with ice and frozen water and generally indicates a blockage, standstill, or a lack of action in some area of your life. This could be a loss of physical energy or a mental fog or a psychological block that paralyzes you. This stasis will likely cause frustrating delays in your life, but instead of fighting the obstacle, the card advises you to stay calm and observe and conserve your energy. Sorry. Sometimes there is nothing you can do but wait for a change in circumstances. Bide your time because the ice will melt. As far as relationships are concerned, this card points to icy tension and possible conflict that feels like it cannot be resolved. There is an urgent need to objective for objectivity and concentration now. Uh, you need to decide whether you are going to invest any more of your warmth and energy into a certain relationship to see if the ice will thaw or if it is time to gently and calmly let it drift away. All right. So, yeah, that is definitely giving me that energy with the um, Five of Swords. I d something else just fell out as well. So I'm just going to read that because I feel like I'm being called to read that as well. So I do apologize, but let's do it. 
Alright, so we have Lagos, so fluid water. Lagos is the rune card representing water, and water is a universal symbol of emotion, both positive and negative. If this card appears, you are being encouraged to release your emotions and let them flow to the surface. Tears can be very cleansing, and emotions should be acknowledged and, and openly expressed. Don't hold back. Allow yourself to feel and live your life to the full. This rune also shines a light on the importance of being guided by your intuition, which expresses itself through feelings. What are your emotions trying to tell you? Another association with this card is the need for a renewal. Alright, so perhaps rigid ideas are holding you back or are stifling your creativity and it is time to be more open-minded and to let go of the past and start anew. Meditating beside a lake or river or visiting the seaside may may help release creative blocks and bring uh, renewed energy and inspiration. Okay. All right. So let's hop on over to the gemstone slash crystal deck and see what we have with that. Ooh. Oh, goodness. That is a lot. So what we're going to do is we're going to take these three. All right, so we have a site. Okay, so relationships, healing, karmic lessons. Compassion runs through the veins of rhodochrosite, reminding you of your worth and capacity for self-love, a healer of relationships. Rhodochrosite opens the heart to healthy communication and breakthroughs. It can attract soulmates into your life, building connections that often feel karmic or faded. Every lesson is for your highest good, and with that perspective, know that whatever is happening is happening for you, not to you. Rotocrosite encourages you to express your feelings and reinforces that it is safe to share who you truly are. Leo, Scorpio, Mars. Okay, we have blue aragonite. Uh, so we have empathy, compassion, communication. So communication is key, and with blue aragonite, you will definitely send a message. Blue aragonite activates the throat, third eye, and heart chakras, allowing you to communicate from a whole and centered place while the stone instills hope and inspiration. This crystal enhances your ability to, em to em empathize and show compassion for others, fostering authentic connections. Blue aragonite's communication skills also carry across when you are communicating with the spirit realm, cultivating a calm and relaxed space for even more clarity to come through. So we have Capricorn and Earth. We also have calcite, so love, emotional healing, compassion. Love is all you need, especially with calcite, a stone of unconditional love and forgiveness. This crystal promotes emotional healing above all else. It fosters compassion for yourself, exuding the confidence that your self-worth can only be cultivated from within. Self-love rituals are encouraged with this, this stone, especially those that nourish and honor your body as a temple. Cabolto calcite amplifies the vibration of love, nurturing your inner child and giving your endless energetic hug, giving you endless energetic hugs. You are always supported, Cancer Venus. Okay, so um, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm getting here with that. Let's see. So now here is the surprise. So we have a deck, okay, so the Sacred Self-Care Oracle deck. 
All right, so we're going to pull some cards, see what we can get. All right, so we have write a gratitude list, okay? Oh. So burning bowl rituals. I've never tried that before. That looks really interesting. Okay, on the picture it says to let go. All right. Make a vision board. Okay. Let's see. So yeah, it's with this write a gratitude list is just writing a list of what you're grateful for right now all right so we have clean your space um, we have chanting here pleasure okay all right this could be self-pleasuring all right so in plan a vacation <laughs> and spend time with friends at the bottom of the deck this is really interesting all right now <laughs> If it resonates, then you know, hey, this is this is <laughs> I think that is so funny. All right, so yeah, that's what I have for you guys today. Thank you so so much for tuning in if you're still here. Okay, good luck to you on your journey, on your path. All right. I like I say many times now, I really enjoy reading cards for you guys. It's very helpful. Uh I hope it's very helpful for you guys. It's very helpful for me as well. And um, I, I just absolutely enjoy this, and it just means a lot to me. So, yeah, um, hopefully this was able to help you out in any way, shape, or form. Until next time, peace.